Back to Star Wars Escape Pod and uh, our Star Wars Visions review. We got quite a crowd today. We got uh, a guest coming on the show, a good friend of mine, uh, Ben, and uh, we have Blake and uh, Bryce returning as well. Uh, we're going to be chatting about all these shorts, these uh, the Star Wars Visions, the Visions project uh, done by Luke's film in collaboration with multiple anime studios, which is pretty exciting. Uh, I mean, with Japanese culture influencing a lot of. Uh, of Star Wars, it's interesting to see the, the picture flip. So we're going to be getting into all these things, our thoughts, uh, what we thought about each one of them. Uh, let's uh, let's do it. Another happy landing. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, ben, been a while. Hey, been a while since I know. you've been on. What was, like, what was the last time I, you were on? I think Mandalorian. I think um, I think it was. Must have been like season one or something. Mm-hmm. Back in the OG days. Yeah, yeah, pretty nuts. Well, welcome back to the show. This is kind of right up your alley. You're a big anime guy, so yeah, you know. I, yeah, I'm cranking it through. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Blake, Bryce, welcome back. What up? Hey, hey, always good to be here. Thanks for having me back, Josh. Always good to have you guys back. Should I say konnichiwa? Konnichiwa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bryce, uh, Bryce you, you've all, you're also a big anime guy, uh, really big into the anime scene, watch a lot of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago that I guess you and Blake both had gone to Japan. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, to see anime in real life. Yeah, exactly. That's right. To see the, the world around. of anime. <laughs> it it looked exactly the same. Have you ever seen a Beyblade? That's basically what it looked like there. <laughs> same hairstyles. People walking around with little, like, tops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's subtle I, differences in Did the you streets. ever witness anyone pass out a business card on the street? It was just a Yu-Gi-Oh card? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I'd do that. It is a great idea. It'd be hard to get that many copies of the same card. Couldn't imagine that'd be cheap. It'd be very expensive. Well, no, no, no. You, you have to like make your own. It'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like, you, you know, you'd have like some weird design Blake on the front of the card. Like, yeah. Dark magician Blake, like <laughs> call this number. Yeah. Like have all these like stats. Yeah, dude, yeah. If, if it was China, you'd get your your power level would be based on your social credit or something. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> well, See how much of an ego you have by how how powerful you make your own card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man! Well, we all know mine would be maxed out. Max though, for sure. <laughs> Plus four typewriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this is this is kind of an interesting experience because you know I'm I'm not uh, very well. I, actually, to be honest, the only person that has genuinely exposed me to any kind of anime is 
Ben, and he's sitting right here with us in the show. So um, that was actually my first full length anime experience was like sitting down and watching uh, one of these. Which one was it? Was it about the. Do you remember what it was called? It was like the one with the. Oh, the, the one that we watched? Yeah, the deaf chick. I thought it was called. Oh, oh, Silent Voice. Yeah, that one. That okay. one. I, I think Silent it was that one. So I, I, I think that was the first anime movie I saw in its entirety. Incredible movie. It was, it was, it was good. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it was very emotional. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like with most people in anime, it's like, uh, less about the language barrier and more about the visual art style. Some people just don't get used to it. Mm. Um, yeah. The most important thing to keep in mind with these nine different shorts, uh, were, uh, all, they were all done very differently and, uh, by, uh, mm. seven various, uh, studios in Japan. And, uh, when I watched one of these little extras on the Star Wars Visions page on Disney Plus, uh, they did mention that they had a really difficult time trying to choose from the spectrum of, of options mm-hmm. as far as the studios goes. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot, you know, a lot of talented people in the industry doing, doing Japanese animation and, and I guess they, decided to go with their gut, pick the ones that they thought would, would fit best. And uh, Did they ever announce how many they were looking at originally? Like, is there a rough idea of how many studios even are out there? Yeah, there's uh, – I don't think they gave a number, but it, it was – all they said was, you know, we had to basically pick from the list of all the available options out there. So I, I'm guessing there's quite a few, but, you know. You guys, Blake and or sorry, Bryce and Ben would be able to probably share a little more of like how, how many animation studios there's probably is in Japan. Um, did this when you looked at the selection? Did you guys feel like there was like a pretty diverse, you know, range of based on their previous works? I'd say so. They definitely picked some that um, like are very popular in the industry um, that have like released some like really massive like. Hey, this is the you know big anime of you know this year. Um, so Production IG is really famous for Attack on Titan, which a lot of people have heard about, um, and just a ton of other anime. Um, so they did. They definitely got like some heavy hitters, um, and some that have very interesting styles, which kind of surprised me. Hmm. Yeah. Like which ones? Which ones are you referring to? So tr- Studio Trigger for me. Um, Studio Trigger did the twins, and they're really known for. Um, they have a movie called Promare, which I saw in theaters, which is like super, like something I really noticed is they use a lot of color, like very, very bright colors and characters, like when they're in the ship, you can see the entire ship is just almost completely white. And so it's mm-hmm. very bright, very stark colors that are like heavy contrast with each other. Um, they, they also did they, uh, The Elder, right? Um, it looks it looks I'm just looking at the list here. They did both yeah. uh, the twins and the elder and the elder was really. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, really? Because yeah. yeah. the elder. That's when they fought the old guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that to me was very similar to Avatar Last Airbender, even though that's mm-hmm. like a North American styled anime. Yeah. 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 I think. Trigger like and they also triggers one. I thought trigger style was more in the twins, although I really like the elder. Um, I thought the twins was like if I think of trigger, I thought of like the twins as kind of the movie that I'm like, oh yeah, I saw this. Um, and then the first one, I I always hate pronouncing their names when they don't have an English name because I feel really really dumb. Like right. Kamikaze Duga, the one who did the duel, which was my favorite one. Um, mm. They have an anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and. 
like pop bitikia or pop stars, um, which and like a bunch of super random anime um, and Ninja Batman, which I saw, but um, <laughs> like like super random. Like I can't. I wish if you ever watch JoJo, it's like kind of a meme in the in the anime industry of just how like wild it is, and it's it's really highly rated, but it's just so like. You're watching it and you're kind of, it's kind of like, imagine Dragon Ball, but like not even bothering to like what Western audiences understand, just more wild than that. <laughs> where just like the power is just kind of crazy and people are just doing whatever they want. Um, and like people are super, like their outfits are really interesting and very flamboyant. <laughs> and it was really interesting seeing them have such like a muted style. You could see a little bit of them in like kind of how like, Little like the you know I don't know how many lightsaber blades came out of that weird wheel thing, but the umbrella thing, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah like just how how much there was, but it was really interesting to see. Do you think those. that was because it was done in black and white? Maybe I think that just to like have like just so much color on the screen, um, yeah, and like how muted they were. Maybe I think I could see. I just I I don't know. Like I'm just so used to using so much color with them, but also just how like toned the uh the the vibe seemed to be like i think they have kind of like a they do a lot of satire and like kind of just like joking in jokes on the anime industry of like they have um an anime which is like literally every episode just changes genre wildly and just pokes fun of the tropes in the anime genre um and it was weird because like this one didn't seem like they were poking fun at the tropes it seemed like a very Hey, this is the this is the episode where just a mm-hmm. super good story without any other like in jokes or anything like that. So that's very out of character for them, is what you're saying. Kind of. It felt if it just felt weird for them. And now maybe I haven't seen all their stuff, but their most popular stuff definitely does not take itself very seriously. And this took itself very seriously. Yeah, this is probably the most serious one of all. I thought mm-hmm. like it was yeah. really intense. I like that that setting. I, I like at least in Star Wars and stuff. It's like quite serious. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was spoilers two Sith that end up fighting each other, which honestly was a really cool story. So, like, if you tried to make that comedic, I don't think it would have felt as good as it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, 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 and that's a good point. Just for anyone listening at home, big spoiler alert. I mean, lots of spoilers coming our way, so uh, <laughs> just keep it in mind. Uh, Bryce, you've uh, you know you've seen a lot of anime. You've seen anime put out by these some of these studios that have worked on a few of these things was there any particular one you're looking forward to before you saw the show and then any any of them that kind of just blew you away by surprise hmm uh, it's funny because i don't really keep up with like studios and stuff i mean i consume a lot of anime shows so i'm like oh yeah this one looks like this one this one looks like this one but as like as far as like studios go i'm kind of like I didn't really know what to expect. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of went in blind. Like, there's definitely ones that I enjoyed, you know, much more than the other ones. But was there one that you just kind of was there any uh, any thoughts of like, oh yeah, that one might be really good, and then you saw it and you're like, oh yeah, this is this is my favorite. Mm. I mean the. The only the only one was the uh, the only one I was kind of like wondering about was that rabbit one, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I was like, Mark Jackson, 
Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's something that is very popular, like recently. Yeah, we've been seeing like I feel like a lot of anime come out that are like an anthropomorphic, right? Is that the correct word to use? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead with that. Yeah, but so that one was the one that I was like, okay, this is gonna either dive bomb or like I don't know. Yeah, it's weird to have this mixed with Star Wars. <laughs> A lot of people have a lot of different thoughts about right, right, these right. kind of no, no, yeah. yeah. All right, and and uh, for for myself and and Blake and you know you and I haven't seen a whole lot of anime, that's for sure. But uh, just in well, general, what, it's what, funny because I watched a lot growing up. Like oh, I've okay. seen all all the Dragon Ball Z and, and a good chunk of Dragon Ball. Is that I've is watched that considered anime? all of Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I've seen all of Gundam Seed. Back in the day, because it was on like I think it was on like Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. I feel like you've definitely seen a lot of the stuff that was on our like North American right. yeah. shows growing up. Yeah, right? that have like yeah. imported from Japan for our, yeah. That's exactly like, it. Yeah, yeah. The and North like I've seen bits of like One Piece and stuff like that, but and then I've recently been getting into films, so I finally watched. Akira for the first time like last year. Ooh, right. yeah, that was a good one. Weird. Though I, I will say, I, part of the issue I had with it is I watched it so late that I've, I've already seen so many things that ripped it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, oh, that's where this is from, but it didn't also feel fresh because of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. D- yeah. Did you uh, did you have any particular short that kind of blew you away? My favorite was I think it's called The Nine. Oh, the ninth, mm. the ninth Jedi. Yeah, I like that one a lot. To me, that one was head and shoulders above the rest. Like right. it actually felt like a proper Star Wars story. And I would watch something like that as a series. Like it was really well done. I like every level of it. Like all the characters were super interesting. It's yeah, you know, uh, that's that was done by Production IG, uh, which yeah. is like a really big uh, anime studio. And and the funny thing, I, this is just on their wikipedia page so i don't know how accurate it is but it says that that studio did contribute to uh, the design of uh, nadar veb which is kit fisto's padawan in uh, star wars the clone wars in the lair of grievous episode so uh yeah i thought that was kind of interesting it's i don't i don't know how they got involved or you know with with early early on in the clone wars like that maybe it was just somebody was chatting with someone at Lucasfilm. and they're like hey you know a couple of us would be interested in sending over some artwork or whatever and maybe they just use the design like i have no idea where that story is but uh apparently wasn't they, his pad one a mon calamari yeah yeah it was yeah so um and yeah he's the one who died in that in yeah. the episode yeah because so, he was too headstrong for a Jedi. That's right. <laughs> so I figured we would just go down the list and uh, just talk about each one and kind of our thoughts. And I don't know about you guys, but I've uh, put together uh, just a score out of out of 10, 10 Pablo points. We can also give it a, <laughs> a give it a give it a letter grade, if you will, whatever you prefer, whatever your rating system is. Um, and then I've also given myself an order of like kind of how I thought what was my favorite down to like my least favorite. Um, but, uh, after seeing, I gotta say, I've seen half of the extras on uh, the Disney plus page. And, um, after seeing those, um, I've left my opinions the way they are, but after seeing those, um, I will say I have a little more respect for some of the ones I didn't like as much. Um, so 
if anyone out there is like, oh, that one, that one sucked, um, go watch the extras and uh, and just go through all of them. Uh, you'll you'll be very surprised, you know, in e- each and every one of these things, no matter what score we give and, you know, our thoughts on them, they're all uh, very talented studios and people working on these things. And they did a phenomenal job in each and every one of them. So just want to say that before we start criticizing here. Uh, uh, but yeah, let's start off with the, the duel, which is the first one done by uh, Kamikaze Duga. Um, and, uh, this was, uh, the one that was very much clearly inspired by, uh, Seven Samurai, Akira Kurosawa films. Um, I did watch the extra for that. I've only seen half of those things, but I did watch the one for this one. And, uh, they talked about that in the, in the extra behind the scenes. Mm. And, uh, they said it was, that very, makes sense. yeah, very clearly based on that. Um, what I also thought was very interesting is, uh, in the, in the battle itself, like they pulled a lot of inspiration from the prequels. There was, uh, the, the duel that was going on, um, they had this fight on the log floating down river and they pulled that mm-hmm. directly out of episode three uh, with uh, the Mustafar battle on the lava river. And then uh, again, when they get to the waterfall, there's this moment of separation when uh, the, the Sith hits the waterfall with her lightsaber and just takes a swing at it. And it was their little nod of the head to uh, Darth Maul hitting the, the laser wall in front of Qui-Gon before it opens up again. So um, I thought that was really cool. Like they just took a lot of this, you know, it's literally just taking Star Wars, flipping it around and seeing kind of how that inspires Japanese storytelling in film and anime so this one was like, my favorite one out of all of them it's like, it's like a circle they, they kind of rhyme yeah yeah it was um exactly this, <laughs> uh, it's a the, the circle is complete uh, but, yeah uh, this one this one is is in my like top two uh for being the favorite so yeah what, what are you guys thoughts on it this was my number one but yeah i i I've, i didn't do my own rank i just found tier list yeah. And this one for me was my favorite. Um, and I think this one and um, someone get to later in tat- after I watched this one in Tatooine Rhapsody, I think it was episode three. They kind of, yeah, no, episode two. Actually, yeah, two, so yeah. I watched this one in episode, then Tatooine Rhapsody. And I like paused and I was like, man, what makes a Star Wars story feel like a Star Wars story? Um, because the duel you could tell was like, you know, as you said, like, it very much felt like, hey, here's like a lone samurai just walking. You can identify him as that. And even the stormtroopers, I think they had like, they, you could see the tops of their heads. You know, they didn't have full mass. But yeah. like they made a bunch of changes. But I was like, wow, this felt like a Star Wars story. Um, mm-hmm. And But yet it felt so unique. It was such a cool melding of the two. I love the black and white. I love that like only specific lights were colored. Um, I think it had everything for me. I really liked it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. No, I have to agree with that. And I rack, I ranked it number two, same as you, Josh. But it's only because the ninth Jedi was so good. I think it. If it wasn't for that one, this one would have been my number one. And a lot of it for me was the tone. And I know Bryce brought this up while watching it. He brought up that it was it was very reminiscent of Kurosawa and. It's just such a good fit for Star Wars. Like this kind of like lone samurai shows up and because that's basically what Jedi are, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just show up and then there's always, you know, something, some evil battle, whatever's going on. And they kind of, they help the helpless. And even though this one had a twist where the guy helping them was actually probably a bad guy, but we don't really know his story. And I, and to me, 
the way they revealed that, I want to know this guy's situation. Like, it really drew me in to know. I wanted to know more about him. Like, I kind of wish this was an animated series. I would watch it. Yeah, just like get a get a five minute short every week and you know follow the uh, the story of the Ronin. Uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because this short is the one that will get a follow up story in the form of a novel uh, published oh, cool. in, the, in the Del Rey series called Star Wars Ronin. So uh, it's the only one that's getting some sort of continuation. I don't really know what the premise is on this because you know it's widely known that this series of of shorts is is not canon. But um, that's you know, what I was just going to ask. And clearly, now, clearly not. But the book, on the other hand, no idea, because if it isn't and it follows this story of the short, then it's clearly a, the first non-canon book that that Lucasfilm will have published ever since like 2014, which is pretty big. Interesting. News. But also could be that they liked it so much that they decided to make a book to make a canon. Right. Yeah. That That's also a possibility. Yeah. Mm hmm. I actually ranked this one kind of low. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, I did. Oh, no. Get out of here. Like middle ground for me. Yeah. I, I'm just not, I, I didn't think that they, uh, like, I feel like I've seen the, like the retelling done so many times and like they didn't really expand on, on the narrative enough to make it feel like unique from the seven samurai story. But, mm. um, I don't know. And then I also feel that like I, I haven't seen very many studios like successfully pull off like a 3D look like mm-hmm. like using 3D assets in anime. I always I always find that it, it's it's more restrictive, like it, it restricts what they're able to kind of like do in the anime. So but I still think it was a cool fight and like it was. I still like thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I will agree on that point. The 3d models and assets with the 2d render. I've really never been a fan of that, mm-hmm. let alone an anime. I'd rather have just yeah. been traditional 2d. That's just a, a preference, but th- I thought the story was really good. Yeah. I, I think they did a good job with it. Like thematically mm-hmm. it, it was really good. Like the lighting and like, and like the art direction was really good. I just think, when you go 3D, it really limits like the kind of animation you're gonna see. You're not gonna see that like really big squash and stretch and like like insane poses and like the stuff you usually see in anime. But I think it's really interesting because whereas in Western animation we've basically now I have a friend who who does 2D animation. He might be yeah. a little upset, but we've largely abandoned 2D animation in Western animation. Um, we're like almost right. entirely, you know, Disney's gone it. Um, mm-hmm. It feels weird. Like even Clone Wars, you know, dropped the 2D animation. But anime is just a lot different. Like anime is a lot more stylized. And like, I don't know. I have friends who do not watch 3D. If there's like 3D assets, they're like, I, I can't do it. Just not anime. It just doesn't feel right. And I I think it can be done well, but it, it's often done not well. And you can tell. It, it definitely can. It's, it's Yeah. yeah. It's I've watched often, a lot of good ones. It, to me, it often feels cheaper. Like there's some yeah. shows that do it right. And what's mm-hmm. funny is Clone Wars did both. The first and arguably part of the second season, I thought was really bad. Like cringy to watch with the animation cycles. Everything just looks floaty and cheap. But by the time you get to the end, they've, they've polished it so much that it actually looks really good. But it took them a long time to get there. Yeah. yeah. I think the other thing with this one is... Um, like the 
I feel like when they fight, they kind of have these like voices as the soundtrack, which I loved. I loved anything with a vocal um, kind of like semi choral like sound is just my favorite. I love choirs. Oh yeah. Kind of choir music. And it kind of reminded me of um, kind of like some old school anime, especially Ghost in the Shell, um, which was an anime that I watched back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I really love just that style and fighting. It kind of brought me back to, yeah, just kind of the old style of anime. I was like, oh, this sounds very anime, yet still. You know, what? I totally kind of forgot about that. That is a good point. Like that, that was, a, that must have been some sort of homage to like that 80s style. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, oh, that was, that was really good. That was, that was a good part of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, if for this one, if you, if you guys were to each kind of go around and give a score out of 10 or a letter grade or whatever, uh, I mean, I'd give it uh, personally, uh, I, I gave it a 10 out of 10 Pablo points. <laughs> what did you guys, what'd you guys rate it? Give it a five, right in the middle. Five Pablo Oof. points. Hmm. I'd have to say like nine, I think. I'd take one point off because I would prefer 2D. But it was. I still enjoyed it a lot. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I also want to give it a nine, but I'm trying to think like nine chimichangas or something. Something. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> nine bangins. <laughs> yeah, no, nine somethings. I'll give it to them. All right, sweet. Let's uh, let's roll on to Tatooine Rhapsody. That's the second one done by uh, Studio Colorado. This one was. Um, uh, I should probably re- just summarize real quick. I guess. You know each of these. Um, so the this one was about the the band, uh, like a like a group <laughs> group of uh, uh, I don't know teens ish kind of characters, and and uh, it was about their rock band. So yeah, <laughs> uh, what would you guys think of this one? This was this one this one was probably the first on the list because you know the duel was like very very much stylized in like a classic star Wars story. I mean, we all love lightsaber fights and everything. Uh, this one was very different. Um, so yeah, I'm just curious, like how, what your response was like when you saw this, because I was very surprised. I had a lot, I had a lot more of a problem with them bringing electric guitar into the star Wars universe. <laughs> and I didn't them bringing like a laser umbrella thing from the last one. I was like an electric guitar. That's not star Wars. And I'm like, it last one they brought in like this weird, like lightsaber umbrella attachment. And you're going to see later on, they have some weirder, like lightsabers. I think it was, they took in every direction they wanted to like, Hey, lightsaber will have it do this this time. So whatever. But, um, I found the, the electric guitar being like, Whoa, an electric guitar. Yeah, interesting. It's a good question, though. Is there electric guitar prior to this in the Star Wars universe? Because was there one in Jabba's palace? Was that anything like that? If you think of Jedi rocks, is there a guitar in that? I don't think so. Probably not. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I'd say right now, I don't think we're supposed to be viewing any of these <laughs> in that kind of way. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's hard not to, but like, yeah, it's because yeah. you could really pick every one of these apart for the weird True. canon yeah. inconsistencies. Right. And I think like not even can consistency, but like, I think like here's the way I would put it: it's like if I went to a if I went to Galaxy's Edge. And I saw someone yeah. with a with an electric guitar. I might take it out of the experience. Yeah. And I think like a little bit, it, a little bit was just like, and um, I I, th- I like I think like they knew the risk coming into this when they were willing to do mm-hmm. it. I'm not like saying like I think it was definitely a choice. Being like it does a little bit like draw you out a bit more of the experience. Like 
you know, the weird uh, freaking, I don't know, straw hat on the on the droid in, in, in the duel was one thing and being like, okay, this isn't like Star Wars, you can tell it's their influence. But like if I saw and I, but if I saw that kind of thing, I was like, oh, that's an interesting take on a droid. The electric guitar felt like, eh, we're putting an electric guitar because we want to do a rock band. But I mean, they want to do a rock band and the story kind of needed it to be a rock band. It's true. You wouldn't recognize it without it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I guess the main character being um, being this kid named Jay, he's a Jedi Padawan. And, um, you know, I guess they just wanted to tell a story where he struggles to find his purpose after, I guess, having an event that allows him to think that he's not worthy of being a Jedi Padawan anymore because he falls into this like a garbage truck or something. And there's like a hut named geezer in there or something. And he just kind of joins their band. Uh, <laughs> to me, that was the part that took me out the most. Like you just give up like his, like, I think his master died or something. If I remember correctly. Yeah, like, spoilers. Yeah, something like that. But it's still like everyone he knows is at the temple. Everything he's ever learned is home. Everything. And he's just like, I'm just going to run away and join this rock band because I had a bad day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, ah, I don't know yeah, if I buy that. But. It's obviously he's a, he was not a very good Jedi. Like right, he was right, yeah, yeah. Up all. Being a Jedi uh, is hard though. I mean, yeah. like, maybe he's also like, Hey, maybe I don't want to live a life of never having love in my life again. Maybe he's just like, ah, but the thing is, maybe he can make a bigger difference, you know, if he's famous oh, and like, yeah. he's, he's just going to be the next, I don't know. Uh, Yoda would not be impressed. If there's one way that is a path to the dark side, it's definitely rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Learn the rock side. Master. <laughs> <laughs> and their, their band is called uh, star waiver. So, you know, that was a pretty star Warsy name, but, um, I thought it was kind of funny that they chose the setting of like the the pod races for them to play at. I thought that was kind that of was cool, funny. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. I think I don't know about you guys, but this one, as weird as it was, I actually was surprised about how much I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I, I gave, agree with that. I gave it a seven out of ten uh, on my score chart, and I think it's just because I was like, oh man, like this is where it gets real anime style right here, and then <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you know what? That actually wasn't that bad. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was cheesy. I feel like part of what made me dislike it a little bit was that it was immediately after this like super serious anime. It was kind of jarring right. going through yeah. that transition. Been- Obviously they're just supposed to be kind of their own thing. So oh, yeah. yeah. Like it's not their fault in any way. But that order I feel like did influence me a little bit. That's fair. Yeah, okay, but how cute was Boba Fett? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a giant head. Oh, it's it's worth noting. Um, so we actually watched half of them in Japanese with subtitles. The other half we we did in English. And uh, it, no matter how you choose to watch these, uh, your experience is going to be uh, unique in each aspect. Because uh, of course, viewing it with Japanese uh, audio, you're getting the authentic recording, and you know the the actual animation that kind of goes with the, the lines uh and whereas the uh english dub ha- has a very uh prominent cast of, of voice actors and people involved and and i was quite blown away by some of the names i saw on the list um so doing half and half was kind of cool uh your experience is never really uh i guess 
I guess changed uh, too too much, but there but there is a moment where I think there was one of them that I think it was this one that we changed it. it was over this to, one? Yeah, yeah, we changed it from from English to Japanese, and it was like, oh, the, the lines just work so much better. Like it works so much yeah, better, right? Yeah. I think we we're like he had just started like singing the song at yeah. the Bluetooth Classic, and I was like, okay, this is gonna sound way less awkward if we change it to the japanese like, right, like it's right. actually because the lyrics are it's not how like it's it's very much an anime theme song right yeah, yeah. like when you hear an anime theme song in english it just sounds so goofy right it doesn't yeah. sound like gotta catch him oh gotta yeah. catch him oh <laughs> <laughs> okay says the pokemon theme is not a banger over there <laughs> yeah i used to rock out to that all the time so hey Careful what you say. Well, I think that one, that one was the one made for uh, no, that one was I, made I, I, for it is, yeah. show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is, it is sometimes interesting. Yeah, yeah, but the direct <laughs> translation can sometimes be kind of jarring. So I was glad we turned it over to the yeah. It was it was definitely a, a, a yeah. That was a point of wisdom right there from an experienced anime okay, so watcher. There is a big big discussion in the anime world: is do you watch them sub or dub? Um, yeah. And I think certain anime, you'd be like, oh, okay, like there's an anime set in New York called Bacchano where um, if you listen to English cast, they all have these like really thick New York accents about the mafia in New York. And it's like, you have to watch it in the dub because like all the English cast just sounds so on point. And other ones, I know people who are like, if you watch it on English dub, like why are you even watching this? Um, but I always wonder, it's like, maybe it's just what the words they're saying are just kind of cheesy. And because it's in another language, we don't notice. And I'm yeah. wondering if the Japanese people are like, man, it's cheesy when I hear it in my own language. It's just, what the heck? It's like, hey, free yourself, free I, yourself. I I'm think, like, <laughs> but maybe they, maybe it's just fine, right? Maybe that's like, yeah. this is what we love. Yeah. I think that's the cu- kind of cultural part thing. Of it. Yeah. yeah. I think part of, part of anime is like embracing the cheese, right? Like yeah. embracing the, like, mm. we know life isn't like that. That's right. why this is a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Embracing the exaggerated style, yeah, 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 totally. So, what do you what do you guys give for a score? Um, I rated mine like, I think I rated mine like two to ten because there's nine. I didn't get, I can't give anything Star Wars a one. So, right out of, um, out of ten, this one I put as a uh, number six. So, like a, again, like in six the middle, out of middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. I actually oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I basically had three tiers, um, and this was on my third tier. So it was on my bottom tier, but, you know, with, like, a good company in there. Um, and I don't know, out of ten, I'd give it, like, a five, five chimichangas. You know, five chimichangas. <laughs> uh, as far as, like, rating them in order, I put this one at number four, because I actually had fun with it, even though it was quite cheesy. Mm-hmm. And if I were to give an actual rating, though, I'd probably say probably somewhere around like a six, six out of ten, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like probably, as far as yeah. like Star Wars, like it's less Star Warsy, but it's very anime. Like, right. like I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's an anime that I that I watched um, about a is a zombie pop star group, which sounds kind of weird, but basically <laughs> these are all like girls who have died 
they're reincarnated as zombies and this very energetic manager is like hey we're gonna you guys are gonna become a girl group or like a pop star io group and it felt a lot like that we're just kind of random and there's like hey let's just we got a jedi we got a, a hut we got this we got a droid we, and then we're gonna we're gonna save the world through music and and just like and it was just very high energy high mm-hmm. fun nothing really made that much sense like Jabba the Hutt's like, hey, sign. you could either kill us or wouldn't it be sick if you signed us, though? And he's like, yeah, good point. Maybe I'll sign you. <laughs> and, but right, he's just kind of like, ah, whatever. Um, and I just watched an anime which has that. Although the other one just has the manager in the other show just carries it. But, um, you know, zombie pop star group. Um, zombie, it's called Zombieland Saga because Saga is a part of Japan that they're trying to save with pop zombie group. It's weird, um, but this kind of thing where just like, hey, you know, don't kill us. We could be a good band, and it works. Yeah, there you go. You fight a mob boss, just get him to yeah. sign your band on his on a record deal. That's all you got to do. Life saving yeah. moment, kind of quick. All right, we got the third on the list. It's called uh, it's called the Twins, and this is the one done by uh, the first one done by Trigger Studios. And uh, this is kind of like a story, as if maybe you know if. The dark side, if the Empire, like, kind of conjured two dark warriors out of just nothing, like, you know, the way clones maybe were produced. They're like their brother, sister. Uh, and uh, one of them is kind of like a Luke Skywalker character. The other one's more like a really evil version of Leia. Um, this one was kind of interesting. It was also, like, I guess, to put it the way that Bryce would put it, maybe exaggerated as far as, like, the... Mm-hmm. This, just the whole thing, <laughs> very, very, yeah. much, very in your face. This one, lots of colors, lots of uh, extravaganza. You know, um, if you're watching this on a big TV, you know, people would think you're uh, maybe having a you know light show upstairs <laughs> through your window. Like, yeah, there's a lot going on in this one. I think the art style is really cool in this one. Like. The, f- the fact that they didn't use, I don't think, any line work. It was all flat, like flat shaded colors. Yeah. Which, which I think is like kind of pretty hard to do. And you don't, I, I, I don't know. I think it was a good, a uh, good stretch. Um, and I guess my, my impression of the animation too was like, it's so funny because some shots seemed like a little bit lazy and some was like <laughs> just pushed like crazy. Um, it reminded me of like if you guys have seen Redline, the uh, it's like a it's like a racing anime movie where they just like they oh, kind of yeah. tell it's like how how they portray speed and they just stretch you know the vehicles and if something's mm-hmm. going fast it's like stretching across the whole screen and like warping. I, I always think that's pretty cool. I thought I thought yeah I like to see that yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie also by Studio Trigger called Promare, which is about these firefighters, but instead of firefighters, they basically have to defeat the fire and like fighting because the fire is anyway. Um, but it uses this, it's like, imagine this style, but like turned up even more, um, with just like, just as many bright neon colors are shoved at you and it's super cool. If you're not having a seizure, you're really enjoying it. But it's like as close as you get to that edge. Um, and I was just, I saw this one. I was like, 
okay, I see it. I see Studio Trigger, and I'm here for it. I like their style. I'm here for that. <laughs> what about you, Blake? How what did you think of this one? I like the 2D aspect of it and that side, but I had a hard time getting past just how cheesy the dialogue was. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. I really struggled with this one. For oh, me. Man. Just, the dark side, brother. Yeah. Oh, oh, soak it up. You have to like just embrace it. I couldn't do it though. <laughs> the amount of dialogue too much. Position. Oh, what there is was so much. Is, is that just cloning? But of the dark side, like yeah, the, clearly it did not the work. Side. Yeah. <laughs> Their dialogue expedition definitely. I was like, if they say we were born the dark side, a lot of anime does that. Um, me and my friends will often joke of like, it's the kind of classic like we say our attacks every single time mm. we do the attack. I'm like, dear God, please. I say um, what I'm feeling, what I'm doing. You know, yeah. the do you, did you forget we were born the dark side, brother? I didn't forget, like, <laughs> the droid says it. Every character needs to say it, like, three times. Oh, my goodness. I it was a lot. Yeah. 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 So I feel like if it wasn't for that, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But yeah, it just kept taking me out. Well, and this, and one, so, this one I think we did listen to in Japanese. Uh, and uh, I believe j- even just reading the subtitles, like, this, the lines were... It helped. Yeah, so I think we switched again. But yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, we flipped back and forth. But yeah, it helped a little bit. But yeah, the, the lines are just so uh, out there in this one. Uh, I, I personally gave it a five out of out of ten. Um, mostly just hits on the script. Uh, but yeah, the, the art style was interesting. This this one was about um, uh, maybe uh, third from the bottom for me. As far as as far as ranking goes, um, what about you, Bryce? Uh, I think I mean I put this one as my number four, but I mean maybe it could maybe I'd switch this one with the the band one and put it as six. Um, yeah, this this one like the standout things to me, it wasn't really the narrative. It, it was more of like the designs and the animation. In the art style, mm. uh, I felt like the writing and the and the narrative was kind of like had some holes in it, but over, overall, I, it was enjoyable and fun to watch. Right? Yeah. Ben, I okay, I try. I couldn't decide whether to put this the top side of tier three or the bottom side of tier two. I have it like, but have it kind of like in tier two point five. Uh, right. It's like it's kind of in the middle there. Um, I thought of making a new tier, but then I didn't because. Um, the default pyramid I had made already had that in one draw and draw a new one. But, um, <laughs> I, I listen, I'm there for the action scene. I was just like, man, I'm in for this psychedelic trip. Um, and I think maybe it's cause I've watched a decent amount of studio triggers, other things. I was like, you know, it's kind of cool. I like it. Um, one thing I did think about this is I, when, when she had her helmet off in space, I was like, I okay. I'm gonna say this, and I don't know if this is off topic, but I hated when Princess Leia, like you know, forced herself back mm-hmm. into the spaceship. You get um, flashbacks. <laughs> PTSD yeah. kicking in. I was just reminded on how I'm like, what's so cool about the the medium of animation? The medium of style is like your suspension of disbelief is so much higher here. Um, yeah, and now yeah. this guy literally stood on top of his X-wing and like super powered up his lightsaber <laughs> and drove through. So there's a lot more suspension of disbelief. But like you know, you just have that kind of thing. That's one of the things I always liked. 
animation for and just like really stylized things. Because if that was a live action thing that someone just did, I'm like, okay, like like bring it back. <laughs> yeah. But because like there's like because they yelled and it's yeah, it's like I don't know, like dude, he's angry. <laughs> what else am I gonna do? <laughs> I guess it makes sense, <laughs> dude. He's mad, of course. He's he mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good point though <laughs> yeah just the amount that i'm willing to be like eh, sure i'll take it like it's kind of like in dungeon dragons where you have the rule of cool a little bit of just yeah like, technically mm. that doesn't work but like it's so sick so sure i think um, that is just what ad- makes anime so good right you're just willing mm-hmm. to go along with it as long as you know you're st- your eyes are seeing some stuff that yeah. they enjoy looking at. Yeah, I'm having fun. Sure. I'll let it, I'll let it happen. I'll allow it. Yeah. All right, Blake, what's your um, what's your feel on this one? I think I'm pretty similar to, to, to you, Josh. I'd probably give it somewhere out of five because artistically, I, I really like the designs and stuff, and that's cool stuff, even if it was kind of out there. But I had a really hard time getting into it just from the dialogue. And so from the ratings of uh, in the order, I actually had it at the bottom at number eight for me. Fair enough. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, so let's move on to the next one here. We got uh, number four on the list, which is The Village Bride done by uh, Kinema Citrus. And uh, this one uh, was about, uh, I guess, a girl in, uh, well, a bride and a groom. And uh, there's some travelers on the, the planet and they enter this like native village somewhere and they're, uh, uh, I guess, welcomed in as visitors, I guess, or guests. And then uh, it turns out that one of them is like a Jedi and then uh, the town gets attacked. And and then this this Jedi character ends up defending the village or something. Right. So um, this one had a very what seemed to me a very long buildup um, just for kind of the conclusion of basically what happened in the duel, which was the entire thing was just that. And so this was actually like uh, my second lowest on the list. And I gave it a three out of 10 just because I was so bored through like most of it. (laughs) So I don't know about you guys, but that's where I stand on this one. There was a lot of setup of this one. I will say that there's a lot of like, cause it was very like nature of like protect the planet or whatever, but they're like yeah. under this, uh, this tyrant, the kind of like pirate mm. King, whatever shows up. Right. Yeah. So there, there was a lot of build up to that all just to get to the duel at the end. There's a lot of back and forth. Like it's, it felt like they tried to take, like an entire Zelda story and put it into like one anime short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. what it was. Right. All right. <laughs> it's like, there's the back of, there's like the, the two main characters just kind of there, like watching this, this uh, community who are under these pirates and like the, the princess is going to like sacrifice herself so that they'll stop attacking all the, yeah, the, the sacrificing thing. Right. Yeah. And they're like, no, you can't do it. You're like a princess or whatever. And everyone's trying to stop her. But she's like, no, it's the only way. And then kind of, I agree that did drag on for like, it's funny because it was probably like 10 minutes, but the whole thing's 15 minutes. So that was like a big portion of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get to the duel. But then once you get there and then like, I, cause like that whole side, I could have probably done with less of, but the side of the Jedi 
trying to convince her that it's worth fighting to like help people that I like that part of it. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Cause it was kind of like a Jedi that lost her way. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah she was scared and hiding. Right. And she had to really, yeah. Uh, I decided yeah. she'd become a rock star. But <laughs> <laughs> can't deal we, with Jabba. we all deal with things differently don't we <laughs> but you, what about you ben what do you think of this one um okay so this anime studio made one of my favorite anime which also has a very slow startup it's called made in abyss um and so first of all I, there's a there's an author that i listen to and like he has a series on on writing books and how he writes his fantasy novels and he talks about how quickly you should get your book to start going and he's like if you're an established author you can take more time to get started i think that's just one of the things like people will be able to sit through like more of the exposition the tone setting if if they know you're they know you as an author and they'll be like okay we'll see it out um and i think because i knew some of their other stuff that I was like willing to be like, Hey, this is kind of cool. I'm also a sucker for like, um, I don't know if you guys ever played like kingdom hearts or any of those games that just have like this super, like there's a, there's a, a a skip by pro ZD where he's like, you know, has this like weird guy. He's like, do you think the lightness will take over the dark? And this other guy is like, do you think the darkness will take over the light? And they're talking about like (laughs) random things for so long. And I'm always a sucker for those kind of things where it's like, you know what, just random exposition. I don't know if it makes sense, but feels deep. It always gets me and I hate it. Um, so I was okay with that. Um, also, I could not believe that this man was just carrying this huge like litter thing on his back up a mountain. I was like, dude's shredded. Um, oh, yeah. Give, give that man some respect. The man who um, I thought, Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. He's like carrying his entire body in like a, one of those like pet packages up a mountain there's like two people sitting in it or something yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um so i kind of like that i kind of like the discussion on like etiquette of like hey like when they offer you a drink even though they're sad still drink it i thought that was kind of cool i wish i wish i just felt like it was more tied thematically together yeah i felt like it had some cool parts here and there but i didn't feel like whoa here's how the duel really felt like the uh the other parts yeah, and I think they tried to. I think, I think it. I think yeah, maybe maybe like it felt a bit imbalanced. Like like mm. it didn't feel correctly weighted mm-hmm. because because I liked what I saw. I just thought maybe there like maybe there just needed to be like a minute or two taken from the start and added to the to the end. Like there wasn't mm-hmm. enough. Like mm-hmm. like the I I I actually really like this one. Like I love the the, the build up and I love how serene it was and i kind of enjoyed like the journey and like the slowness and i'm yeah. also a, i'm also a big sucker for like for like a cute romantic couple you know just like hanging out i love that shit so, <laughs> so like i don't know i really enjoyed this one i thought it was i thought it was cute and nice and i, I like the designs as well i thought they were kind of like even though the guy's bucket hat that somehow is like a rocket oh. Yeah, uh, a bit the, strange, like it. a bit strange. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. uh, I I'd like the design of that guy. I like that he mm-hmm. wasn't a Jedi; he was just like some dude, like a sniper. I, I like that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the entire time that battle's going on, uh, in at the end, she's she must be just standing there, right? Because yeah. like we get a shot of her like revealing, and she you know she like. Uh, redirects the the blaster bolt back into the guy's hand and it's it's but and then then there's like 
a solid 30 seconds of animation before you see her again. She must just, I thought they could have done something with her at that point. Mm. Like instead she's just kind of like waiting and looking cool. Like a Jedi does but <laughs> nice. um, overall. I really one like one thing about this is that, so the, 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 the I think that come something citrus. Uh, I can double check who, what the name of the company that makes is, but they make a, an anime called, yeah, Kinema citrus, Kinema citrus. They make one called made in abyss. Mm-hmm. which like super cute designs but is one of the like m- not like most disturbing but just one of the most intense and just like listen people are gonna die here and like they don't they have like kind of cute designs and i don't know if i was the only one who 100 percent thought like the uh the granddaughter's sister was absolutely dead i was like boom blast i was like this is the company they just have cute designs happy <laughs> bam dead and i was like 100 percent um because their other one they just like the other anime made an abyss hundred percent that character's dead. And also you're seeing a lot of blood. Um, <laughs> so it was interesting. That I was like, she's not dead, but I don't know. Was I the only one? Did you guys all like, she's not dead. She's like, how, no, how it's funny that, that you mentioned that because, uh, cause no, cause, because I haven't seen any of their previous works, I guess like maybe you went in with that expectation, right? Like, Oh, this studio mm-hmm. did that. Like this one's going to be like yeah. the one to blow me away and kill everyone. And, you know, it's going to be the surprising mm-hmm. one. Uh, but, you know, I didn't have that going into it, so I didn't expect it. And, you know, being, I guess, maybe in Star Wars fashion, it, it yeah. just played out the way that it normally would, like in, in a movie. So and um, Disney, too, right? Yeah, and Disney, yeah, right? Yeah. It's very Disney style. Like, oh, is she dead? No, she's not. You know, it's like that very mm-hmm. classic shot where like a ship or a vehicle or whatever, plane or whatever, like mm-hmm. falls down beneath like a cliffside. And then you just like pause and wait and then it goes, and then, you know, she flies past camera. Yeah, yeah, it's like, or, it's like. Or the- camera goes over and they're all hanging on the same route yeah 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 exactly yeah so you know it was it's just one of those moments i just expected the the positive outcome but it's funny that you see that you thought the opposite because of their previous works like that's yeah yeah well well, like you mentioned you mentioned like like the um that other anime you're describing because like in in this one i definitely to to this episode there was there was a bit of like a like a more of a mature like sadness and darkness to this one. True, and I think I I was definitely feeling that like, and I think yeah. that's partially why I like this one. Like it it feels, uh, I don't know, yeah, it felt a bit more realistic and mature. Um, yeah. And and it's like, I bet you if if maybe if they had more control, like maybe they would have yeah. popped. <laughs> yeah. And it could have been more effective, right? It could have made for a more effective yeah. episode. Yeah. So as far as this one goes, um, I, uh, I gave it a, a, um, well, I already, I already mentioned this, but I gave it like a three out of 10 and, uh, it's the second bottom of my list, but yeah, what'd you guys put it just going around giving your scores? I gave I it a on the middle. Yeah, middle of my tier two. I think I put mine as the my third. Uh, I, I rated third favorite. It as eight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I also put it. Yeah, I put number three for me as well. No, yeah. So Josh is just a detractor on this. No, one. I'm I'm the one that hated this one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I was like, I remember watching this, and I was like, at the end of it, I was like, man. Oh, I, I loved it. Josh is like, <laughs> that was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of this company's other stuff takes a while to get started too. That's just like, I don't know what, what they do. 
it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. I figured that. <laughs> That's just their style, I guess. All right, let's get, let's move on to number five. Uh, the Ninth Jedi. This was also done by production IG. And uh, this one was uh, was very interesting. This one, uh, this one was one of my favorites. Um, it's about uh, the the girl who uh, uh, is uh, in the uh, the shop where uh, this this guy is making. He's a lightsaber smith, and he makes lightsabers and stuff. And she's supposed to take them to the Jedi and takes them at to a the time. Jedi. Yeah, at a time. Don't forget where the. The Jedi have lost the ability to create their own lightsabers right. and no one knows how you make them anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's set in a reality in which um, in which uh, I guess it's somewhat inspired by reality where, you know, there were just samurai sword makers. Right. Like it, there's the people who wield them and then there's people that make them. Right. So it was like kind of rooted in that mindset, which was I thought was really interesting they kind of expanded this idea of the kyber crystal as well and how the crystal itself uh changes color depending on your allegiance and the force and i thought that was one of the coolest things that came out of this episode mm-hmm. um and uh there's a big plot twist where we find out that the jedi are actually spoiler like, alert <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're actually a, a a group of like sith uh or at least um just maybe dark jedi or dark. something i think yeah. they are sith but yeah but yeah, yeah. and I, I thought that was really cool and then the one that we thought was like in charge of all the sith or whatever is actually like the jedi like undercover and everything and it's like you know surprise and you know just yeah, yeah. Out, the big the, duel happens and man it was sweet. it's, it's kind of like that old pixar short where there's that old man who's playing chess and he like one guy falls over so like spins the chessboard around like reverses it on him <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> this one uh this one aside from the duel was in my top one and two like I can't really place one of them above the other, but this one I gave a 10 out of 10 to. So, yeah. What about you, uh, Blake? What do you think of this one? Yeah, I think you explained it pretty well, and I agree entirely. It was right up there for me. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the, of the, of the show here that this was my favorite one. Yeah. To me, this felt the most Star Wars, and to me, it had the most cohesive story from start to finish. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Also, it was my favorite animation style as well. So I also had a natural bias kind of going into it. But I thought the twists were good. And I actually didn't expect it, which is even more surprising because I feel like twists, you can almost always see them coming these days because you've just seen so many different media. But this one actually caught me off guard. And was, yeah, same here. I was very happily taken aback by that. No, I did not think I was like, okay, the guy's. We all knew the guy was going to be bad. Everyone's like, okay, yeah, the guy who summoned you here is going to be evil. You're all going to be exterminated. And they freaking bait and switched me. Um, <laughs> also, how cracked was the animation of like them on the speeder when she's riding backwards, like dodging through the trees? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what the? So, because that's when he knew she was a Jedi. I, well, dude, I was like, dear God, they just animated that. They did a, they, this guy did, they also did. Um, production IG is like probably the most famous one. They did um, Attack on Titan, and it reminded me of when like they're using their Omni Omni yeah. um, to go through all the all the things. That's what it reminded me of. I was like, whoa, you're just moving so fast, and I can also identify exactly the moves you're doing. It's not just like, hey, we're going to draw blurred lines to simulate speed. I was like, I can identify what's happening right now, and I can feel that's moving very quickly. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, Bryce, you you mentioned that going into this one, you, I mean, you thought that the design work in this one was really cool as well. I mean, we all did, but uh, I remember sure. I remember you Temple pointing that out. Like, yeah. The walrus guy. I thought this was like such a like a brilliantly like whoever did like the world design and like the uh, like. 
I, I thought it was so so good. Like I'm like I'm gonna rip so much of this off for D and D games. I'm like, uh, it was like so many good ideas. Um, like the, the fishing things are like pulling asteroids things, down, pulling yeah. asteroids down to the planet. Like I've never seen that before. It's super cool. Like the design of like an upside down jedi temple and orbit like so cool my favorite thing was the old droids that kind of like ferry people Mm. up to the jedi temple i thought that was such a cool like character like he's all rusty and he's like he's like i don't want to take he's like "Ah, what if i give you a break yeah i give you one dollar and he's like "Ah, okay i got nothing better to do like take (laughs) up he's like super slow and all of his other buddies are like all rusted i thought it was so good yeah um so what do you give this for a rating then oh this is my number 10 as well this is my top this is your top one okay Mm -hmm. yeah all right yeah then then the twist worked and like yeah yeah Yeah, i thought it was great ben what'd you what'd you give for a rating on this one um i it was between this and the duel for my top two i had them i was trying to side um but i eventually put the duel just over it um just because i thought it was such a nutty move to go black and white like that charcoal so this is my number two. All right. And then Blake, the same for you. Those are your number one, right? Number one, yeah. 10 out of 10 for sure. That was a good one. I, I There's nothing I disliked about it. Like every level, I, I loved it. So I think out of the group of us then, um, this one is kind of the common the common yeah. uh, favorite, I guess, you know, between a number one and two mm-hmm. position. Like, yeah. Uh, I really like how slippery I felt the ice to be when they were fighting on the ice. Like, yeah, these stats. I was like, I feel like this is how I would like. It's kind of awkward. They slide and just like how many steps it takes for them to like gain momentum. It felt like ice, which I kind of like. I I really liked the droid design. I pointed it out when I was watching it, but uh, the droid the droid um, nicknamed Four Nines, which is uh, his actual name is Nine Nine Dash Nine Nine. He's like a little. He almost looks like a little canister with a ball for a head and like two tiny little like stick arms that come out the side. And I thought that was like it was it was a very uh, anime looking design, but it also kind of felt like it could be in Star Wars somewhere. And I, I thought that design was pretty interesting and neat because, you know, we'd never seen a droid that looked like that before. And you know, droids are such a big thing in Star Wars. And like not only are they probably the majority of like merchandise, I mean, the amount of r2d2 and bb8 stuff that you can buy is kind of nuts mm-hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if they start cashing in on four nines but uh, yeah it was a pretty cool neat little droid so uh, what do you guys what was your take on the lightsaber like uh, allegiance thing like the color like i, I mean I, I mentioned i thought that was really cool but did you guys have any thoughts on that i've actually I liked talked it. to you josh before about how much i wish that there was something more about lightsaber colors um we had this conversation on how like there's so many like little fan theories of like oh it means this and the purple means that you're Samuel Jackson, uh, but <laughs> but I think I kind of like that they did something with it. This party's um, over. Just, yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. They did something with that, right? It's just like oh, like it actually is reflective of something, and um, it reflects like you and like your force potential. I'm like cool. Um, I just really like that. I don't know. There was something there, so it wasn't just like oh, you know. It didn't work with the green screen or blue screen, so we decided to change the color. And yeah. the red was just generic evil, and then black is if you're a Mandalorian because it looked cool. It's funny because um, because I can think when we were all young and playing with toy lightsabers in the backyard, you know, we all kind of came up with our own stuff back in the day, right? It's like, oh, if you have a red lightsaber, you're the bad guy. 
and you know if you're if you're a green like you're a master and this and that whatever um and <laughs> and uh, i know i thought it was pretty neat and like there's that one moment where the character has like a, a change in allegiance and it goes from red and transitions to purple and i thought like that yeah. was such a cool little like scene that i was like wow like that's that's neat that's really neat so um no, yeah i agree i i actually really liked it i'm not sure how well it would work in like the rest of star wars right right because i feel like it could get kind of muddy but as far as like being able to read people's allegiances and stuff like that i thought that was a really cool idea yeah. and obviously get away with it because it's kind of its own universe but yeah, I, yeah if they wanted to make that if that was the canon i wouldn't be opposed to it necessarily either if they made a special maybe like a certain kind of kyber crystal that maybe did respond yeah. that way like maybe i could yeah um, from like a certain planet or something right maybe it had something with midichlorians <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry that word is not banned on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, it's welcome uh let's let's move on to the next one here we got number six on the list which is uh done by uh science saru which is uh toby or otherwise uh t0b1 and uh, this was about a little robot character or an android, perhaps, um, which is built and tr- it's kind of reminded me of Pinocchio. And uh, it turns out that his professor is uh, like a Jedi master who's like a scientist kind of guy. And he's sort of been teaching Toby the ways of the forest in a very scientific way. And uh, and then a time comes where Toby kind of has to take over and kind of become his own Jedi. So. Uh, you know, with something that he kind of dreams about uh, becoming. So, yeah, uh, I guess it was about a character who's kind of doesn't seem to be intended or built for a certain destiny and ends up taking that on anyways, maybe. But um, this particular one, I went in the moment we started, I was like, oh, man, like, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have a hard time gripping this one. And, uh, you know, it, it was a little better than I thought it would be. Um, I Gave it a six out of ten, kind of midway on the scale. Um, but uh, Ben, what did you think about this one? I thought it was Astro Boy, the Star Wars version. Yes, um, that's what we that's said. Yeah, that's what they said too. Yeah, I was like, wow, I just saw Astro Boy again. Um, it definitely just reminded me of like retro anime. Um, it had that you know like old school flavor. I thought it was a little bit simple in its tone a bit um i like some old anime and stuff like that but i it it definitely was not my favorite i also yeah and it wasn't my favorite i thought it was good i enjoyed it a bit but it wasn't like a if someone hadn't seen it, i'm like dude you should really watch it like i might have been with some of the other ones it just right. didn't feel like it had like a this is like a very interesting identity tone theme to it like at least for me the uh the 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 rock star one was like Tatooine Rhapsody was like you know what if you want a rock and roll Star Wars story here you go but this one was like you know it's like kind of cool ish but it felt didn't like it has its own very specific identity to me yeah yeah what about you Blake it's funny because as soon as you said like it was Pinocchio I'm like oh yeah of course it was Pinocchio I didn't even like when we watched it I didn't think about it, it was exactly what it was <laughs> yeah. Because it's just, instead of being a real boy, he wants to be a real Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I didn't expect the, like, the the grandfather or whatever, to, the creator guy, to be a Jedi. That actually surprised me. Right. 
But I, same as you, I didn't have high expectations going in, and it did end up being better than I had anticipated. I probably won't rewatch it, but I thought it was kind of neat. And he's like trying to, they're trying to like terraform this planet that's been like, I don't know, it's bombarded or whatever. It's all desolate now. It was, I don't know. Yeah, it's own kind of thing going on. I thought, you know, it's pretty decent. This one, this one was the one that uh, they brought in, or I guess were clearly inspired by the more recent activity with what they've been doing with the Empire between episodes three and four, and uh, used Rebels and Jedi Fallen Order as inspiration for their Inquisitor character uh, as the villain. Um, you've you've seen all of Star Wars Rebels. Uh, like, did you have any thoughts when you saw there was an Inquisitor that's like popped up and it's like, oh, hey, like they pulled the card out of the Star Wars animated series and you know my question would have been what number was he <laughs> inquisitor Third nine, brother. nine 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 <laughs> <laughs> price what did you think of this one uh yeah i thought it was i, don't know, I thought it was fun like it it, it was kind of mm-hmm. had that like dreamy wonder of like a kid who loves star wars right yeah it's just like yeah the imagination of just like you know when your kid just laying in bed trying to fall asleep and all you can think about is like tie fighters and like stuff like shooting each other down in space yeah. and you can't really go to bed I, I don't know that's the kind of vibe i got from this one like it was yeah it was childish I and actually, fun and like i, I actually like the, will say that i respect that a lot more actually you saying that now of like i think this is something i always think of as like oh man you know me 24 year old guy being like oh yo it's decent but like <laughs> it, it encapsulated the childlike wonder so well now that you say yeah. that, i you, you saying that made me respect it a lot more putting myself in the shoes of young me being like dude i would have thought this was so sick yeah it's kind of how i i don't know kind of feel like like when he's when he's like yeah i'm gonna be a jedi and i'm gonna like run around and there's that like sequence where he's like destroying like at walkers and, mm-hmm. and like doing all sorts of crazy stuff and i'm like that looks fun <laughs> but, <laughs> it, it kind of gave me uh i don't i don't know why but it kind of gave me fantasia vibes i don't know if you yeah guys yeah for sure but the art style mm-hmm. and stuff reminded me of that 50s 2d animation you know hand drawn and yeah. all that i give this one a seven uh um, seven nice Yep, it was very Astro Boy and very, uh, very simple, All but right, uh, but but fun and kind of wondrous. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, what about the rest of you? I'm now revising my ranking, being like, because I before I was like, who would I recommend this to? But now I'm like, oh yeah, ages like you know three through like nine who want to be a Jedi. This is you. Um, so now I feel like that like reminding me of like, hey, who is this for? Um, kind of made me put it higher because I think like, hey, they had a goal they set out and I think they did it pretty well. Um, still not, you know, Ben Demian currently as he is his favorite, but I want to give respect where respect is due. I'm like, I think they had a purpose and they're just like, hey, I think they did it really well. So I'm going to high tier three for me. Nice. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I added at uh, number six. So this is one, one being the highest, kind of sixth in its place. And I, you know, I probably gave it uh, six out of ten pop-up points as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm at six extra, out of ten pop-up points. Yeah, yeah. All right, sweet. Let's uh, let's move on to the elder, <laughs> number seven out of the nine shorts. We got the elder done by uh, Trigger Studios, and uh, I guess this is the second of theirs. Their first one being the twins. So we're back onto onto Trigger stuff. Um, the elder was was pretty cool. Uh, this one I, I remember uh, we switched back to English because. 
it was less cheesy and more serious. And uh, when we switched back to the the English uh, dub, it was actually really well uh, scripted. Like the lines were, yeah. I remember pretty pretty mm-hmm. pretty nice. And uh, I thought this uh, the the idea of having like a Jedi Padawan and a master. This was the only uh, one out of all nine, I think, that really had this authentic kind of Jedi Padawan and Master Qui-Gon Obi-Wan dynamic going on. Like it was the only one out of all nine that kind of did that again. And uh, And I want to say they actually did it really well. They did. Yeah. And that they pull off the villain surprisingly well. Like I was like, oh, what's an old guy like this going to do against like two Jedi like like that? Right. And. I was like, dang, he's scary. Like, <laughs> you know, he whips out these two little like red lightsaber sword knives. And uh, and he's like he's basically he's actually kind of an interesting villain because he's like the Sith Lord that wants a real challenge because he's got no one else to fight, I guess, in his old age. And yeah, and so he just travels around looking for yeah. a worthy opponent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that was really cool. So um it's kind of the Sith thing where you always have to prove yourself, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it gets to a point where he even has to like use force lightning just to kind of even the odds because he's slipping a little bit in his in his elderly age and stuff. And uh, there was an interesting life lesson that basically happens at the end of this because, you know, when they when they kill the guy, um, I think it was the master or something that basically says to his Padawan in short, like, you know what, kid? You're not going to live forever. And, uh, you know, it was like it was just this really blunt message of like no one remains at the peak of their power forever. Um, it's true. Except Palpatine. <laughs> not even, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, know, man. I thought that was pretty funny. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty accurate. And he admits that if he had fought this this elderly Sith at his peak, he don't think he doesn't think he would have been able to beat him. That's right. Yeah, that, that's that's what the Jedi Master says. He says like, if I had fought this man in his prime, you know, we would have died. We'd like we would have lost. Uh, so that was that was kind of interesting as well. It's like a Jedi kind of admitting their own defeat, if it were another reality. In this in this case, if the man were younger. Um, and it kind of rings true in the title being called the Elder. And I placed this one really high on on my ranking system. Um, I gave it a nine out of ten and uh, put it at like my third favorite. So, um, yeah, what do you think about this one, uh, Bryce? Yeah, also second, uh, my second favorite. I thought it was really cool and really dark. I thought I had the best villain design I've seen in a while. Um, I thought they could have even pushed it a little bit farther. I thought maybe they could have killed the Padawan. Yeah. I thought they did at one point, but then they pulled out at the last second. That's why I lost the point. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I was like, you know what? If, if they, if they were going to kill a character in an episode, it would have been this one. Like this one is definitely the most like kind of, you know, you don't take chances. Like, you know, like they, Mm -hmm. It's almost like they wanted to be like, yeah, that's why you don't go on your own and like see right. you know, glory. You know, I told right. you and now you're dead. Almost like a backwards version of uh, like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul, right? But instead mm-hmm. of the master dying at the hands of a young Sith Lord and the Padawan coming out on top, this one could have been the Padawan dies from an old master Sith Lord and the Jedi master comes out on top. Like it could have been the reverse yeah. 
opposite but yeah i guess they yeah they did they pulled out that's that's why it loses a point i thought it was, I I thought it was a cool glimpse at like a possible like world as well yeah. like it was such a small piece but i had a lot of questions at the end that i wanted answered like what's going on like why are there you know like are there yeah. other sith out there like what kind of star wars universe is this or like this alternate kind of universe yeah they did a lot of world building in that one too which i thought was super cool mm-hmm. and one thing that they did that had seen in a long time is they actually had the rain steaming off the lightsabers yeah oh, so cool haven't seen that since right? the 2d clone war series yeah i was gonna say the old clone wars like the samurai jack style that had it but other than that we just haven't seen that and it's such a cool effect i love that yeah so i didn't throw in a mention for that but i'm right on board with you guys like it was my, my number three and I, I loved every, every part of it. It felt to me like it, it could have fit right into like a KOTOR era story mm-hmm. or uh, we were talking at the time that it, it, it could be like a really good storyline to fit right into the higher public as well. Yeah. It did feel a bit like that. Hey, like it, like it could fit in with like an old Republic kind of. Oh yeah. Vibe. Like, yeah, I could see that being like an old Republic novel done in like 2000, like would have fit in so well. Whoever. <laughs> Go ahead. I was, whoever did the story for that, like they knew exactly what they were doing. I was really impressed. It was a good one. Yeah. I was going to say, it's so funny how like there are certain like five second moments that can turn something from a, you know, like a six to a seven or like yeah. bump it up a bit like that. Totally. Like, 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 uh, like a lightsaber in the rain. Okay? Like, and, it, yeah. and they were just like, yeah, take my money. Like, that was that, cool. That, that just does it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love stuff like that. What about, what about you, Ben? What you what was what was your thoughts on this one? Um, I thought. Okay, I'll be honest. I thought the beginning. You know, Josh, which one did you say you, you watched the opening? I was like, man, this is gonna be a rough one. Oh, that was um, uh, that was Toby. Was bit, oh, okay, but I think this was mine. Where I was like, I started watching. I was like, we're in, we're in a ship, and we're just chatting, chatting for a couple minutes now. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then and then it got going on the planet. I really enjoyed that more. So the beginning, I was like, I didn't have high hopes. I was like, okay, you know, it all just, you know, we're in the ship still. We're still chatting the ship. You know, okay, we're getting off. We're chatting more. Um, I think him not dying dropped me a bit because I'm like, yeah. so you're telling me that he just sat there in the rain, being like, yeah, he's definitely dead. No, he's de- no, he's definitely dead. Just chilling in the rain, waiting for the guy to come. Being hundred percent, didn't even check and nudge him. Didn't see he was breathing still, whatever. Um, and I think that kind of annoyed me a little bit. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. he just died. That would have been kind of sick. Or maybe like last breath through the lightsaber, and that was his dying thing. If you want to give him a little bit of something, just probably be like, oh, you know, force <laughs> give him a little bit more for it. It does make me wonder, though, if he was supposed to be dead and then someone in Lucasfilm was like, no, nah, you can't do that. Yeah, don't yeah do it that. makes me And so they just, they just brought him back at the end. It's like, oh, it never happened. It's, it's, but I thought he was dead. I yeah. honestly did. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I think it seemed as if that was the intention because even the old man, like, say, or the elder, I guess, says, uh, you know, your master will come, I think, when, when you die or whatever. There was some sort of line like that that insinuated, yeah. okay, this elder is going to kill him and that's what's going to bring the master to the elder, right? Um, and that's what happened, except he didn't die at all. So I was like, oh, yeah. well, that's too bad. Um, I found I found the emotional kind of death of some of those, uh, the older public cinematic trailers were pulled off better uh you know when it comes to the death of a character that we've known for maybe like half a minute uh, um those those cinematic trailers for for the older public like 
are so, so well good. done. And they're, they're, so they're CG, 3D animated uh, cinematic things that are four minutes long each or whatever. But uh, or if some of them are six minutes. But, uh, you know, there's one I think it was one of the first ones that they did. And this Jedi master just has this, you know, nice. her, her, his Padawan throws her uh, his lightsaber and he just takes on like two Sith at once. And it's just this epic duel for like a solid 30 seconds. Then he dies like ridiculously miserably and and it was just the most amazing thing i've ever seen in like a game trailer um but yeah i feel like this had so much more potential if they killed off the padawan and they they ended up not doing that so it's funny how we all want that anakin turns on his lightsaber to kill the younglings scene (laughs) it's like it'd be better if they just killed the younglings yeah (laughs) Um, i hate mmorpgs like i just I can't do them. They feel like it's such a time drain. And I played a decent amount of Star Wars The Old Republic because of those cutscenes. I like I was, <laughs> those, I was like, man, I was on that website every day being like, what's the next bit of the story they're giving me like before the launch of it? Um, and then I tried playing that game so much, but yeah. I just did not like it most. But um, yeah, I think like the one thing that I think this is kind of like with all of these shorts is the thing that I found most interesting is everyone's take on lightsabers. Yeah, um, mm. such iconic thing. Everyone kind of had their own little like, here's what we're doing with the lightsaber. We're just we're doing this, and that's been my that's my favorite thing going through watching these is just hey, what are we doing with the lightsaber? Yeah, some of them were shaped like swords. Other times were other times it was uh, uh, like a I don't know like a, a sheath, umbrella. like a, yeah, or an umbrella or whatever. Like yeah, you're right. Like they were all very very different. Uh, and then of course not to mention the the ones with the the kyber crystal variation of the story to them as, as well. Uh, so yeah, that's a great point. I thought one of the things that they did interesting in this one as well was when the the elder dies, he turns into ash. Like he just crumbles away mm-hmm. uh, as if a Jedi disappears into the force. Um, the They made it as if the Sith just kind of turn into dust instead. And I, I really liked that. I thought that was also like a really cool, uh, like mythos thing that they added in that just, you know, in their in their perspective of Star Wars, like could have been a thing, and I thought that was really neat. Yeah, it's almost like they've given up so much of themselves that they're just a husk of their formal selves. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like it when we get to see like, like because something we still never have seen is on on screen is like an organized like Sith, right? Mm-hmm. Like a like a like a uh, I don't know, not in hiding, not rule of two, kind of like they're out and about, they're doing stuff, they're more present in the mm-hmm. galaxy. Yeah. So to see like the the Sith ship and like yeah, like this guy's clearly you know it's not doing hiding. something and from yeah. somewhere and they have these ships. So yeah, I I yeah. I'd like that a lot. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, we do have some some stuff in there in the old Republic if we want to do a little more of how cool those animations were. It's just yeah, I remember the time where you're just watching it and there's like we return and you see a bunch of red lightsabers ignite and you're like, so oh, cool right dude. like yeah. we've we've all been waiting for that for so long so oh, long yeah. <laughs> like they got there's got to be some point where they're going to do a series that's going to be in that timeline where they can actually right? do a proper <laughs> jedi civil war yeah right yeah all right yeah, so I, uh, oh, go yeah. ahead ben i was gonna say how much i always thought like i remember when that 
came out, I was like, and then I was like, man, that's the next thing that, and then Disney bought, I was like, Disney's going to do the Old Republic. I was 100% convinced that that was the next <laughs> I mean, well, we, we had this discussion earlier this week, um, uh, actually, Blake and I did, where uh, we were going through all the canceled Star Wars stuff, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. movies and TV, and uh, the Benioff and Weiss uh, Game of Thrones showrunners were supposed to do a Star Wars series, and we were convinced for a very long time that they would have done the Old Republic style uh, in a Mm-hmm. a series of some kind that we would have seen that exactly and you know it's like how did, cool yeah. would that have been in the game of thrones style it was like different yeah. people trying to like outmaneuver and like sabotage and like dethrone like, oh, it like it'd be perfect yeah it would have been the perfect story to tell even like the story of darth yeah. bane or something you know like anything like that yeah. would have been sweet but uh so yeah getting back to this elder thing let's go around and give our scores i, I got i got nine out of ten third from the top being my favorite Yep, same with me. Yeah, identical. Uh, man, I think I have mine set at fourth. Fourth. Um, How many chimichangas? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a strong seven. I think if the opening kind of was a little bit more like maybe not just in the ship and they killed the Padawan, we could have got a little more. But I think it was mm-hmm. like a good. I enjoyed right. it. Sweet. All right, let's let's move on to number eight. Uh, Lop and Ocho done by uh, is it Gino or Geno Studios? Uh, this one was the one about uh, Lop being the bunny, the rabbit character, and then uh, the other character being the daughter of a guy who ends up being, uh, I guess, I don't know, I forget what he is exactly. It's like it's like a it's like a broken family situation. Um, Lop gets like adopted, and then the sister ends up like she turns into like an imperial character or something, and um, it's kind of about it's. So- the the dad is i guess kind of like the he like runs the town like the local oh right right community yeah. and yeah. then his his first daughter was supposed to take over like uh succession but she thinks that they're gonna the society's gonna fail unless they make a deal with the empire right yeah, so she thanks. sells out and then the dad then passes on to the and the, the rabbit lady who, she, who they adopted yeah, yeah passes on uh the succession to her instead right yeah so it's it's a very classic star wars story of kind of a, a a broken family situation lots of uh galactic politics involved with personal family choices right and uh and so that was implemented in this episode as well as this very cool stark contrast of this very naturey kind of uh, place uh, and then which has now been when the empire rise industrialized and and you see this this like big wall and this massive star destroyer kind of like above this place that used to be a beautiful place and now it's kind of being ruined by um, industrialism and, and so that was kind of neat as well I thought that was like um, I guess something that uh, obviously these these Japanese um, anime storytellers felt very driven to like portray it that way um and we've seen it in star wars a lot as well in in through various episodes of the clone wars when separatists invade a planet and start taking over their world and and you know it's happened in the films kashik when the wookies are enslaved like it, it's a very common theme and that felt very continuous the one thing that i was like okay i'm i'm having a hard time buying it was the fact that they implemented uh jackson's alien race into this which yeah was the same. rabbit the rabbit species um i which <laughs> honestly we have to point out 
was it canon until Dave Filoni put a skeleton in Clone Wars? Yeah, that's right. So, so really, he was trying to like take a shot at Jackson, be inadvertently canonized the race. <laughs> well, Jackson, uh, Jackson does have a species name to him. Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, oh shoot, I forget the. Uh, it's like Lepu or something like that. It's like yeah, or it's like a. Uh, yeah, it's it's some sort of or carnivorous something or rather another. Yeah, it's it's like carnivorous rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone out there doesn't know who Jackson is, it's uh, spelled J A X X O N, and uh, he was a character that was first introduced back in the '80s Star Wars comic series uh, done by Marvel, the original Marvel run, and. Um, George Lucas hated the character so much that uh, they removed him from that series or killed him or whatever. And then many years later, no, no Jackson, no, no Jackson. Okay, no Jackson. Uh, and then many years later in the Clone Wars, Dave Filoni put a skeleton of Jackson in his jump, his red jumpsuit in the show on a, on a desert planet in uh, one of the it, it was the episode called uh, D Squad or something It was the one with the. Uh, uh, R2-D2 and his droid friends and the little frog guy that go on a mission. They meet uh, Gregor, the Republic commando. So uh, it was in that arc that they that put his skeleton in. And so when this studio, I watched the extra for, for this particular one, and the studio wanted a rabbit figure in Star Wars and and didn't know about Jackson. So they asked Lucasfilm, like, hey, do, do you know any alien species that has like that looks kind of like a rabbit or a bunny? They're like, yeah, we got him. <laughs> and so they, Why? They show them Jackson. So uh, Lop is basically an extension of Jackson's uh, species in Star Wars. There you go. Yeah. What, what are you guys' thoughts on this one? That was my biggest problem, honestly. I, I rated it pretty low because mostly based around that because to me that character that race is just so not star wars it doesn't it like it no longer feels like star wars to me right the rest of it was like believable like the storyline and stuff i love the imperial stuff they're like selling out and she like cuts her hair and becomes like this you can like, appear officer you can get but, you can get past the the electric guitar thing, but you draw the line at. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, we really just man. Have, like an yeah. electric guitar rock concert. We like bunnies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would do you want them uglier? Like, is that is that the key to making something Star Wars? Because we be. got because we got Bothans, and they're kind of they're like dogs. We got like yeah, got, I think that's what it is. Like it's too it's too cutesy. Think, yeah, there, dude, there's like a werewolf in the we, Star Wars canteen. We got Gamora. Yeah, but that's still like, not pigs. the same. Like <laughs> there's some there's there's a bug. Uh, like Gamorians are the pigs. Grodians are just right? flies. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, there's something about it to me. Like maybe it's because it's also in this animation style. <laughs> yeah. That being said, right. seeing a. If we would have saw one of these in the cantina, I bet it would have been very hideous. A Trandoshan is just a lizard. I know, but there's something about a rabbit. A rabbit to me just doesn't make the cut. <laughs> I kind of it feels a bit out of place. I think it needed to be a bit like I don't know. Yeah, but it should be fine, right? Like it should be yeah. fine. I don't know why. I think I think. <laughs> there's something about it in North America. Maybe for some people it's just hard to get around. I can't believe you guys are completely fine with this electric guitar and Jabba. <laughs> Literally the argument, hey, please don't exercise us 
execute us. We're gonna be the next biggest band in Jabba saying that makes sense. That flew. But the second there's a rabbit, you're like, that's not a the alien race of Star Wars. Just nope. There's this bunch of they had a tea drinking droid, which apparently was just a thing now. We have a lightsaber umbrella, all these things, but the bunny is what did it. This deal is getting worse all the time. That's right. <laughs> That's where I draw the line, man. You got to put it somewhere. Um, what annoyed me about this one is I thought they could have made the Empire instead of like, hey, we're evil, being like, kind of like um, in, in Pirates of the Caribbean, um, kind of like the third ones where, where I forgot his name, Commodore. What's I thought Commodore's name where he's just like, it's just good business. Or um, if you kind of think of like Breaking Bag of Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad, where he's just like, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just doing what I'm going to do is best for me. And when best for me may not be, I'm going to try to make it best for you, but listen, I'm going to do what's best for me. And I kind of would have rather that like, this is why, because this is why the emperor worked on some plans. We're just like, Hey, we didn't come here with force. Like we got some people to agree with us. Like, Hey, we're bringing stuff. Do you want it? Yeah. Okay. Here's what we're taking from you. And kind of like making a deal with the devil instead of just like, Oh, we're evil. Just like the, you know, here's what, here's what we're offering you. You know, is that a thing in anime though? I feel like, I feel like anime is usually very black and white in that regard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A decent amount of just like, Hey, you know, who's good, who's bad. Um, I think like psychopaths has a little bit of that. Just looking at think of anime that, you know, just ones that have done, been done by like Studio IG. I think you get a decent amount of like who's Great. the real villain. Um, yeah. Or just like, I think there's also ones where like there's not, like these are just two people against each other. Um, these are just two groups that are against each other and it's not necessarily like, like, like Yugi you know and Seto, Seto Kaiba. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's also just like very like the Western animes like tend to be one more for kids. I think more kids ones you're gonna get more like, hey, here's our good guys, here's our bad guys. Um, I don't know. I just wish they wish they kind of did the, hey, like I'm not. I think he was just so over the top evil that it felt kind of weird. Where I was like, he could have been a little more like, here's what I am. Like even even Grand Moff Tarkin was didn't come across as like I'm a yeah. terrible evil person. Just like. Listen, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and you guys, I, we made this deal, and I'm gonna enforce the deal that we made. You, you're not getting off the hook. You made the deal. We want what we want now. What's funny is that's a lot of people's problem with the sequel movies, where the Empire, like talking about, like they were just kind of cold and cunning and like a military force, whereas in the sequels, they were like all psychotic, like <laughs> screaming all the time. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just yeah. taking up like really. Level. Yeah, it became really odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, if we if we were to go around and give our scores, I mean, uh, I'll start off. I, I gave this one uh, a six out of ten, and uh, which weirdly enough happened to be like kind of still in the middle of the list because uh, I gave a few others like a smaller score. But yeah, not not my favorite. Yep, I'd say about the same. Like they're. Well, certain parts I did like about it. Like I thought the the whole the world they were on was cool. Like especially like the industrial part of it, uh, and the the storyline of like the empire comes in and half the family wants to make a deal, half doesn't. Like to me, that seemed like a pretty like a good storyline. I like where it was going. I agree. It probably didn't need to be as 
extreme of uh, like dark versus light in that regard. But my biggest issue, like I had a really hard time getting past the rabbit. I'm not going to lie. Like that, that was a real struggle for me. Every time the character was on screen, I was just immediately taken out. That's fair. So like was with the dad or whatever. And he's like, like fighting the stormtroopers, that sort of thing. Well, that's fine. And then she was like, the, the, the daughter like cuts her hair. She joins the empire. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And then the rabbit shows up. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, I'm comfortable with yeah. the rabbits. We got to show you. There's a lot of anime. We got to, we got to recommend to you. <laughs> Just all rabbits. Rabbit anime. <laughs> How many Pablo points? There, there are some. I, I rated it seventh, seven. so like second, second from the bottom, okay. and I would give it probably, yeah, like because like to me the biggest issue was just the rabbit, so yeah. maybe like five and a half, six. All right, yeah, okay, yeah. What about you, Bryce? Yeah, I actually rated the exact same. Yeah, as Blake. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, I forgot what you said. What was yours? Poor um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give mine tier three and and maybe like okay. four chimichangas. Four chimichangas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think I, this one they could have done. They could have done a bit more with of like. Yeah. Hey, like, right. And he's just so evil. I was like, oh. oh yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we're on our last one now. So this is uh, Akakiri done by Science Saru, and uh, this is the mm-hmm. second one from Science Saru who lasted uh, the Toby one as well. Um, this one was, uh, honestly, I have a hard time remembering what this one was about. Man, me too. I was going to say, I was like, I don't even know what happened. Yeah. Like, I, I, I actually watched the extra for this one. It's a, do you believe in love? <laughs> I just remember, uh, there was like a Jedi character who kind of struggled with the dark side a little bit and that was it. He's getting like, some headaches. Yeah. And there was like the, this, this dynamic duo character that had to take some girl or, and the Jedi or through, uh, like a mountain pass. And the dynamic duo was like, uh, like a short kind of like overweighty guy. And then the other guy was like a really tall, like skinny, slim guy. And when I watched the behind the scenes thing about this one, they were supposed to represent R2 and 3PO as being like this comical kind of awkward duo. So yeah, I honestly though, like I can't remember much of it and it's also my least favorite. I gave it, (laughs) I I may have been a little too harsh on this, but I gave it like a one out of 10 stars. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just because I, I just, by the time it was over, I was like nearly asleep. I was like, that one was my least favorite. If I were to rewatch it again, maybe I might be able to give it a higher score, but I just, I don't know at that point, like I was pretty, I don't know as much as I enjoyed all these like in general like I guess it was the last one I was a little more burnt out and, and I think that probably has a lot to do with it yeah. I kind of remember feeling the same way we had just you know watched like two and a half hours of it yeah we've seen a lot of different things it's boiling hot in your house (laughs) (laughs) right yeah maybe i'm being a bit too harsh on it but like i I should probably give another watch but it was was, it's at the bottom of my list as well okay all right i'm not the only one then okay sweet what about you ben okay as the only one not in this um i there's some here's the thing this one had the i think the most things i liked and didn't like side by side Mm -hmm. i actually didn't really like this animation style um, of the animation styles, it was probably one of my least favorites. Um, I love the drums. Um, 
Oh yeah, remember. okay. They had the yeah. sickest drums just oh, playing. Yeah, in the yeah you remember right. the bongos? Right. Yeah, yeah this dude, is the that bongo was actually pretty one. good. Right. <laughs> okay, the All bongo right. one. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. oh man, man, the bongos. I give yeah. that one. How many, on, how many bongos would you give it? Ten oh, uncomfortable dude. rabbits. Of the there ten. was like thirty bongos. <laughs> just so many bongos. Um, and I think like the idea of like where he like the, the bad guy sends out like the love in the mask that he like kills and stuff like that which is a, sorry that's a big spoiler if you want a spoiler warning for that one um thank you um <laughs> the, the post the post spoiler warning um i think that was pretty sick i'm just like cool um i also like the amount of red that's used um is really cool um the whole like this one had like kind of as we said like he, he i thought it was pretty cool of like he actually goes to the dark side kind of at the end yeah right yeah and i was like that's that probably the best part it. right and i was like we, we talk about how so many of these we wish that they did the like we wish that the guy died we wish we like they actually took it as a friend this one they do and then we all braided at the bottom i didn't like the, i didn't like the animation that much um, but then kind of toward the end, I started liking the animation more when they started like stylizing it more with the, uh, with like the very strong red hues. Um, and I would say like 10 minutes in of like the 13 minute anime, I was like, wow, this really picked up hard. Um, but the action wasn't there. Um, it just felt, it was so interesting in certain ways. I don't know. There's so much I liked and so much I didn't like. And it was just weird because like, Okay, the beginning I didn't really like. The animation was kind of weird. Um, the action isn't really there yet. But, like, the music is just so bongo-y. And I love that. <laughs> and everything, when things get real, everything goes red. And there's this one shot where, like, everything's red. He just killed his, like, love. And then he looks up. And it's just the, the, the like, the, the Sith guy just, like, with this red background with, like, fiery red eyes. I'm like, that's so cool. And he's like, hey, you can save the chick by uh by um by joining me which mirrors the anakin palpatine relationship yeah, so well that's what i was um, gonna I mention actually reference Darth Plagueis. um and all that was so cool um i just didn't like the beginning and i didn't like the action and all these things so i was very conflicted on this one i'll just say yep that's fair uh i would say like i really liked the overall story they were going for like I like the he's a Jedi who obviously is like fall in love with this this woman even though he's like not supposed to he's there to protect her or whatever. Uh, but I didn't like the villain. The villain to me was like the weakest point. I didn't part of it was like the design. I think to me, mm-hmm. like it almost had this like Latin America look to it. It was very Aztec themed. Yeah, exactly. It's very so, which was different like it's not something you've seen star wars this is all i'm trying to get at right which it took me out a little bit i mean it's not to say like it couldn't it was just it was new but i don't know it was just the villain and the villain itself that, that was the biggest uh, negative my point uh in regards to that one i like the two kooky guys that were like supposed to like help them get to the trails and stuff i thought they were fun and going through the rainstorm i thought was probably the best part Interesting. Mm. 
Yeah, I enjoyed that part. In yeah. the English dub, uh, I think it's George Tacky is one of the voice actors for one of those guys. So he played the skinny tall guy. So, uh, you know, if anyone like, knows who he is. Those those two characters reminded me almost of Mulan. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of did. Uh, they also had the, like the same kind of eye shading that a lot of. Those yeah, that might have been why. Yeah. And they were they had that same kind of kooky character to them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I think we're all this is probably the bottom of, I guess, all our lists, eh? Um, I actually no, put I, it in the I middle. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what? I just scrubbed through it, and after thinking about it a bit more, I'd probably bump this Dude, one. I just talked too. all you guys into liking this. Yeah. One. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no it was I always did. in the middle for me. I, no, saw, I actually think it's always. I so much. It's like, yeah, yeah. I watched this, and I was kind of tired, and that's it. I was like, okay. it's like that's not a review. Yeah, it's just at the end, <laughs> yeah. and like, but like after I just scrubbed through it now, and you know what? It's, mm-hmm. it's it's different. No, I, I'm pretty harsh on it. Honestly, you guys changed my mind on the Toby one, also made by this same company, too. I had my Toby one a lot lower, and then you're just like, you know, it seemed really cool for kids. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, that's great for kids. I'm going back. Read my list. So, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, think, I think in this one, the villain, like, almost could be played by, if you've seen, like, who played, like, the, uh, from Hunt for, Hunt for the Wilder People? The <laughs> cop. Like, like, the big yeah. lady. Like yeah, lady. that's kind of. The big yeah. Maori New Zealand lady. I That's think the vibe I got. Feeling really well. Like a, yeah. Or like she's also, she plays the guard from, um, she plays, uh, oh my gosh, what's his, what's his name? Jurassic Park guy. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, his character in, in, um, in the, uh, one of the Marvel movies. Oh, like Thor. Plays the Thor Ragnarok. The, uh, yeah. She plays his yeah. guard, right? Like that, that, oh, guy, yeah. The, right. the big, um, yeah, Maori no, New Zealand I, woman. I agree. I feel like, th- like what I was getting at is that was part of my issue. Is I just don't buy that as being the Sith Lord. No, well, I think it's different. I think uh, I don't know. It's not your standard Sith Lord, but no, I like this is the person who's going to convince the Jedi to turn to the dark side. Like, and I don't buy it. Like, but do you buy? a Jedi Padawan becoming a rock band singer. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no, but I let that one just kind of float off in its corner. I, I over think, there. Yeah, I, think um, I know I see, I see what you mean though. Like every single anime that in this list, like as you watch them, they've set it their own kind of style and, and pacing and aesthetic. And I guess mm-hmm. it, in a way it's a matter of kind of like looking at it for what it is. And if anything within that own context sticks out as a sore thumb, that's what we're kind mm-hmm. of being critical of, like the rabbit from, from <laughs> La Panacho, yeah. because like we, you know, we're all aware of the fact that like these do not fit within the canonicity of Star Wars. They would not make any sense mm-hmm. in Star Wars, but within their own context does it make sense right and and the rabbit is like a deal breaker for me at least as as well as you so in this one it's like that i guess that is the deal breaker for you i think i just think like it could have been better if the villain was more ominous and more like because she was kind of like a i think it was a she like a a brute force kind of character and i felt like in this storyline a villain that was more crafty would have done better. Like, I would have bought it more. Like something more lines of like a like a Malik, like Darth Malik or a, right, like a Revan or something. I guess he this character was Sithy Sith. Sorry, like in the sense of like he was the most Sithy Sith in the sense of like, hey, I'm going to find someone who has power 
and say, hey, I will save the love of your life if you join the evil side could work like that is that is both like, you know, prime episode three Palpatine and this guy, girl. Um, so in that sense, like he is the most like, most like, hey, who could you shoehorn their things as a Sith? Like they have the most like similar, I don't know, kind of like what he actually does. Yeah, I mean, rule of two and goes, on the goes apprentice. back to like what Palpatine says to Anakin, like, you know, the Sith and the Jedi are similar in almost every single way. And, you know, the movies are all from a Jedi's point of view uh, in a sense that it's about the turning to the dark side. And it's about the, you know, the fighting back against the dark side and this and that. But this this one took a bit of a different perspective on that. And uh, I think that probably was the most interesting thing about it. So maybe I'm, I'm being a little too harsh on my on my score. But um, but yeah, I think like, you know, you're right. Like it's uh, it's probably the first time that we've ever seen anything like it, to be honest, aside from if anyone's read any of the books, uh, any of the Sith books. I know we all uh, those of us who have read um, uh, the Darth Plagueis book uh, very much in- enjoyed it. And uh you know, remains to be one of the best Star Wars books ever written uh, for, for good reason, because, you know, it's it's the, one of those rare instances where you see through the eyes of a villain and uh, you're kind of uh, you're kind of fascinated by it in a way. Uh, and done well, mind yeah, you, not yeah. in like over the top, always evil for the sake of evil. Right. Yeah. It's not like painted mm. in this weird kind of abstract. Well, yeah, exactly. Like It's not like uh, like Rise of Skywalker style kind of ridiculous to proportions worth of evil for the sake of being evil. It's 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 like there's a purpose behind what they do and they're just doing it in a very, you know, very terrible ways. But, you know, there's there's kind of a purpose for it. And, and it's not kind of portrayed as a uh, beyond uh absurd measures um it's portrayed in a way that's like yeah we have to do this to kind of do that and you know it's like paul part of the grand yeah. plan this is what needs to happen mm-hmm. right so for them it's a sense of reality and as the story viewer reading that book and stuff and you know sometimes it's like if it's grounded in a reality that makes sense to the audience it can make sense right mm-hmm. so Anyway, that's uh, those Star Wars visions. What would you guys think? And just in a recap, like, I mean, any thoughts on whether or not you would want more of this, or do you think it was a good kind of like happy with what you've seen, anything like that? I would really like uh, at least like the top three, which I think we kind of all had the same ones in mind. I would like to see an expansion of their worlds. I think it'd be cool to actually get like a series to come out of some stuff, especially the the ninth Jedi. There's just so much going on there. Even if it's just like a, like a, maybe like a film, like an anime film, something like that. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Ben. I would really like if there was maybe not, I, I really like anime and if there's more of this, that'd be great. But what I really got from watching this is how much I just wanted something of like older public or future, just like, different timelines of like hey here's what's happened way back when and like give me something of like you know maybe it's like like actual canon like you know old mandalorians things of like back in their heyday of like hey we're just killing everybody like i don't know i th- i think there's just so much like cool like culture of like this switch and i think we get a lot of desert plant in movies and tv show yeah sweet i'll kind of second that like i think this 
was one of the most enjoyable like Star Wars things I've seen in a while because and, and I think it's extremely healthy for the franchise because of how it kind of like pushes Star Wars to be different and we've seen like yeah like I know I mean like a lot of people are upset the sequels is like you know they're the same movie technically is like like they haven't they didn't push enough they didn't do something different I think this is this really shows that like like you can do so much with Star Wars as a genre like and I don't think people should be afraid to kind of like right to kind of you know no, no rock bands or rabbits of course but, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but like yeah I think it's really cool I don't necessarily feel like I want to see a series out of any of this even though it would be cool but I would like to see more of this like more of just exploring like I don't know just different ideas and stuff mm-hmm. I mean I'd still watch it if there I mean of course if there's a series of like the ninth Jedi or like something like that I think it'd be great but yeah. I think the important thing for me is just is getting these um these kind of stories they used to have this in like some of the stars comics that have these um sometimes they'd have like special issues where they'd be it'd be it'd just be like tales of star wars tales or something like that and and they'd have like a series of these comics which weren't canon it would say that like right before you read it and have all these like goofy weird non-canon stories i love that about these these old comics so yeah yeah Oh, that's that's a good point. I think the one other thing for me is my biggest takeaway from just these were just the lightsabers. I thought like something cool with lightsabers could be really cool. Um, just how much they did with it, and like, yeah, like you know, Kylo had a cross guard, and I think that was basically the most entertaining thing we got. But I was like, what is like? I think my favorite one is one that like I forgot which one it was, but it had a halo kind of like around the hilt of his lightsaber. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I think that was, uh, that was the elder. Favorite. I think wasn't it? Maybe I, I, it might have been I which one had it, but um, had the halo around the hilt of the lightsaber, and that was like really cool. Um, and you know, maybe the only, you don't have to go to the you know, um, you know, lightsaber or something like that, or the you know, in the twins. I think he froze up there. He's just paper daggers, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, well, I guess uh, you know we're running we're running close to the two hour mark now, so uh, I think we'll we'll call it here. But uh, you know, in short, you know, like you know, we're all I think we're all taken aback that this even happened in the first place. I mean, you know, this offers a diverse cultural perspective on Star Wars and kind of flipping the equation a little bit. Um, and but, I, I agree with Bryce that I think this was a r- really good decision. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. This this was needed to bring in something fresh. Yeah, trying to like push in that direction. Yeah, agreed. And uh, compared to Marvel's What If series, still being based in the MCU in the multiverse, like they discover they they did a bunch of stories where it's like, oh, well, what if this happened? What if that happened? And this is basically that in Star Wars, but not in the canonicity. They just literally handed over the license, handed over the keys to the car and said, just do with it what you will. And uh, I think it brought out some really neat, uh, neat perspective on the story. So, um, you know, if they ever do any more, like it'll be most welcome. I would love to see them approach other studios with it. Um, But uh, yeah, overall, I think yeah, it was pretty sweet. So thanks, guys, for coming back on the show. I guess we'll we'll catch you all in uh, another time. And Ben, thanks again for coming back on. It's been a while. So yeah. I'm yeah. excited to be back. Bryce. Come on some more. Yeah. Thank mm. you, sir. 
Yeah, it was good chatting with you guys as always. And Blake? Yep, always good. I'll be back. All right, guys, and thanks so much for tuning into the show. Please uh, give us a great rating if you can, as well as share the show with a friend. It really helps us out, helps people discover the podcast, which is most important of all. We'd love to see that more people are tuning in here and there, uh, which is always great. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you do that, you just, you know, if you have been sharing the podcast around, that's, uh, that's fantastic. And uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure other people who find the podcast very much appreciates it as well. Uh, And, uh, you know, we thank you very much for it. So uh, whatever podcasting platform you're listening to, if you subscribe to our show, you'll get notified or or at least there should be an option to notify you of any new episodes. Uh, You can also follow us on our Twitter feed at SWSK podcast and our Instagram, which is also kind of the same thing. It just notifies you whenever we have a new episode out as well as the description and uh, what it's about. Our email is SWSKpodcast at gmail.com and we have a voicemail address at our uh, www.speakpipe.com slash Star Wars Escape Pod. You can drop us a voicemail there. Let us know on Twitter or a voicemail whatever your favorite visions was and uh, what we would like to see more going into the future knowing that Star Wars anime is a possibility now. That's got to count for something. So uh, let us know what your favorite one was. If you guys have been on Disney Plus anytime recently, you'll know that they also dropped two new shows, uh, one called Star Wars Galaxy of Sounds and the other called Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, which is a Lego Star Wars inspired by Halloween. Galaxy Sounds is going to be interesting. Documentary on Star Wars Sounds is a big part of what makes Star Wars Star Wars, so we're looking forward to reviewing that in the future. May the Force be with you guys, and we'll see you next time on Star Wars Escape Live.